Today on episode number 458 of the School of Podcasting's morning announcements, we're going to give you a little behind the scenes on the new Media Expo. My first year being the director of podcasting, what I learned, what I will do differently next year, what uh, Rick Calvert and the whole NMX team will do different next year. I've got an interview with Clamor. Wait till you hear about this cool little deal to help your audio go viral and we've got a last five and five and some interviews from the floor. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I'm your very own personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. I know you got a whole bunch of stuff that you could be doing right now, but you're listening to little old me. And I really, 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 really do deeply appreciate you Put me in your ears right now. If you're uh, new to the show, welcome aboard. This is where we help you massage your message. We help you tackle the technology. We help you flatten the learning curve and get you on your way to pain-free podcasting. I've been helping people understand technology for over 20 years, and uh, I would love to help you start a podcast. Check out our website, schoolofpodcasting.com. And uh, as I record this, it is Sunday, and uh, I finally, I think I'm I'm back to normal after going to uh, Vegas this past week. Of course, I'm the director of podcasting for the uh, New Media Expo, and uh, this year we had a lot of firsts going on. We had, uh, well, we had a, a director of podcasting who was doing it the first time, and you know what was interesting about that? When I first got that job, I was excited. I was like, oh, this is going to be so cool. And then I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. But I kind of do in a way. And that's I, my uh, presentation at New Media Expo was about overcoming your podcast fears. And, and really, you do probably have the skills to create a podcast. You just uh, may not know it. And uh, so here I was doing this stuff. And f- for those of you, uh, Ray, Daniel, uh, Corey, Tawny, Nick, anybody that I was uh, complaining to, it's because I was out of my comfort zone. All right. We're all, you know, starting a podcast, voicing your opinion can leave your hands free of blood and shaking. I'll talk about that today. And uh, so am I going to do this again? Yeah, I am. I'm really looking. I'm really, really looking forward to next year because I've got some ideas on how we can improve things. Uh, so we had a first-time podcast director. We had the first time with the new uh, the uh, podcast awards under our belt. And uh, that that was a lot more work. And uh, I, I know we definitely have some insights into how to do the award show. Ufa, We'll talk about that. And um, it was the first time we were co-located with the NAB. And I guess I'll just go into this. I've got some clips from the show. But I'm going to just talk about NMX because I, I know a lot of you are like, I can't wait to hear your show. So uh, let's just do that. First things first, Dave, what was up? Why was the opening keynote on day two? Yeah, it seemed kind of weird. Pat Flynn, Mr. SmartPassiveIncome.com, nicest guy on the, the planet, got to uh, talk to him a little bit in a, uh, in a at a party that we had, one of the after party things. And... Um, it was funny because uh, I, uh, you know, you know, Pat, he's always well dressed. And for the podcast awards, I actually put on a tie and uh, he was in the elevator. He's like, all right, looking good. You know, so very Pat Flynn. And um, he he came into his keynote. Uh, on a in a DeLorean, the DeLorean, I believe, that was in one of the Back to the Future movies. Pat made a movie. And by that, I mean, he made a movie like a good four or five minute movie because Pat's a huge back to the future fan, super fan. And, uh, only he was playing the role of Marty. It was amazing. It was amazing. And then his speech was uh, amazing. Now it wasn't anything. What am I, it wasn't like he revealed something new, but he made you think about things that maybe you you haven't been thinking about in an entertaining way that, you know me, I want you to make me laugh, cry, think, or groan, or educate or entertain me. He had me thinking 
a lot. Really enjoyed his thing. But Dave, why was he on day two? Because it really looked like Mignon uh, Fogarty of uh, better known as Grammar Girl was the opening keynote because she really was in a one of the biggest rooms that we had available. And um, she she wasn't. She was a super session, I believe, is what they claimed those. I'm not really sure what the difference between a session and a super session was. But here's the thing. We were co-located with the NAB show, National Association of Broadcasters. And apparently when that little deal went down, they said, hey, we've kind of already got our stuff planned. But here we have these spots available. And Rick Calvert said, we'll take them. So now I need a big, big room, big enough to drive a DeLorean in and big enough to hold everybody. Because remember, the uh, new media show, better known as MMX and NMX, is it's podcasting, it's blogging, and it's video. So it's not just the podcasters. And so we need a big room. Well, the only day that the big room was available was on Tuesday. Likewise, our ending keynote happened the day before the show was over. Why? Because that was the day the the room was available. So yeah, our schedule was a little weird. And I know Rick had many a meeting with the NAB show people. And I am hoping that we can avoid that next year. The other question I got, and and it's kind of in a way almost a tradition at the new media show that something goes somewhat off the rails. Uh, we had the uh, the one sponsor two years ago that had the, the TV show of today that just had Twitter going crazy. And last year we had Marshall Silver winging DVDs into the audience. He was the sponsor and uh, wouldn't get off the stage, basically. Made the podcast awards almost go on late. And this year we had the podcast awards originally slotted to be hosted by Dennis Miller and Emily Morse. And Adam, or, um, well, both, both Adam and Dennis decided to not come. And I asked Rick, are we going to be suing these people? And he said, in the end, I guess this is kind of a thing that just unfortunately occasionally happens in trade shows. He said uh, one year, uh, Ariana Huffington from the Huffington Post was supposed to be a keynote and just didn't show. It's odd. Because you have people like Pat Flynn that are just all podcasters are all about integrity because it doesn't matter what your show is about. In the end, we all start with our integrity. And that's the it's a matter of, you know, a million downloads later. Do you still have any? That might be my clamor right there. We'll talk about that in a second. (laughs) And so I've actually sent an email to Adam's staff saying, and this is one of the themes for today's show is to understand before being understood. Now, I can't take credit for that. That is Stephen Covey. One of the seven habits of highly effective people is to understand before being understood. And earlier this year, it might even been late last year, there was a service came out called Adelo. And I just went off because they control your feed and they were just messy and there was some exaggerated claims, and I just went off. I was like, oh, these are, and I still don't agree with Audello, mainly because they they do control your feed, and I don't believe they give you a way to leave your feed. So, again, if you're brand new to podcasting, your feed is kind of like your radio station's frequency, and anybody that I recommend, they give you a way to leave. And uh, the last I'd heard, Audello didn't. And so they capture your signal. If you're a radio show, again, we'll use that analogy. Uh, they, they capture your signal and then they don't let you move. So they basically own your signal. That's a bad thing. And so I went off on Audello and then later um, almost got sued for my opinion. And so now I'm in the camp of understand before being understood. So I actually sent an email to, to Adam Staff saying, I think it's odd that Adam Carolla, the most downloaded podcaster, we were going to be graced with his presence, which is cool. I I don't listen to Adam's show, but I'm a fan of him. I always find him entertaining. Uh, Would basically upset a bunch of people with microphones. That doesn't seem like a very good plan, especially when many of us, myself included, donated to help his legal fund. 
And I'm like, this seems like a really bad move. So before I go out and saying, and you know, bad things about Adam, I'm trying to understand his point of view. Cause it just seemed like he and Dennis just blew us off for lack of a better phrase. Now in his place of the podcast awards, we had Chris Jericho. And if somebody asked me, you know, how did I like being the director of podcasting? It was kind of cool. I got to be Chris Jericho's handler and, you know, basically get him to his room in that whole nine yards with uh, another member of the NMX team. Uh, that was the good news. The bad news is I missed uh, going to the podcasters round table. So it's kind of, you know, the good news is I got to meet Chris Jericho. The bad news is I really wanted to hang out with Daniel and Ray and I didn't get to, but uh, you know, Dave was doing that whole job thing. My, my J O B. <laughs> and, um, so here behind the scenes, from what I understand, the podcast awards had a script, a script for the show. Someone rewrote it. We'll just leave it at that. And so what you heard on the podcast awards uh, was not what we had planned. It got very blue, very quick. And there were a lot of uh, parents watching. There were a lot of children of podcasters who had been nominated. I think my favorite quote is from Lou Mangello of WDW Radio. He said, I can't wait to go home and tell my children, um, explain what a penis squirt is, because that was one of the buzz phrases that just kept going on and on and on and on. Now, on one hand, we hired a a woman who does a show called Sex with Emily, and I think we expected some double entendre, but uh, wow, they went over the top and they went over the top quick. Uh, the other thing is, the podcast awards were sponsored by podcast one and it it was really sponsored a lot by podcast one. And at first they did a host read, you know, where they're like, Hey, today's show is by um, the one place, which is hilarious because I can't remember the sponsor, the one that helps you find uh, people when you're hiring things. So maybe host reads aren't that great. And it went on and I'm going to say, for a good minute. Now, a minute doesn't sound long, but a minute is pretty long when you're sitting there. And at first I thought it was a joke. And then they kept going. I was sitting next to Rick Calvert. And I turned to him and I said, uh, they are going to give out some awards tonight eventually, right? And he just kind of was like, hmm. And uh, they got done with their first read. They handed out some awards. And uh, by award four, things had gotten very blue, very quickly. And uh, Rick kind of bumped my elbow and he said, well, I guess we have a lot to talk about tomorrow. So uh, the organizers of the New Media Expo were not super happy with what was going on on stage, as were uh, the audience. And I really think in this case, the hosts and the sponsor were playing to the screen, the, the streaming audience, not so much the people right in front of them. And that is one of the keys here that I think we can all learn from this is know your audience. Know your audience. I remember one time when I was, um, you know, working for a corporate company and um, I used an example of diapers and babies and the fact that you don't throw out the baby with the bath water. And uh, it was something about a sales meeting, but I'm in there with the CEO of the company. And uh, the meeting ends and he goes, uh, Jackson, I'd like to talk to you for a second. And I was like, yeah. And he closed, he goes, go ahead and close the door. And I closed the door and sat down and I had a really good relationship with this guy. He says, what the hell do you think you're doing? Now, when, when a CEO of a company says that to you, you, you just about mess your pants. And I'm like, huh? And he goes, and here, a woman had just come back from basically losing her baby. She had just lost a baby. She had been pregnant something happened with the pregnancy and here I am talking about throwing out the baby with a bath. I had no idea. And I kind of told him I had no idea. Had I known that I wouldn't have said that. Um, it was a horrible coincidence. And in this case, I don't think the people that wrote the script, uh, didn't know their audience. So that's what happened there folks with the podcast awards and the fact that, um, there were a lot, they, they kept advertising, the uh, other sponsors, like this this award is brought to you by so-and-so. And so that that was the, 
the big one that everybody was tweeting about. Like, wow, this is this is a bit of a train wreck. It didn't go over well with the people in front of them. Let's let's put it that way. And then the the last one that uh, again was new that people were talking about, and this is where uh, if you went to the New Media Expo, please, please, please go to nmxlive.com slash eval. nmxlive.com slash eval. If you went to any sessions, things like that, uh, we want to know who you thought the best speakers were, who you thought the worst speakers were. What did you like about it? What did you do? If it was you, if it was you, what would you do differently? And so the fun part of the New Media Expo was we were located in the Westgate Hotel. And we had some rooms that were right near a door. You walked basically across what amounted to be a half a street. And you were right there on the floor of the new media of, uh, of NAB. And then we had a small section. And it was a lot of steps. Todd Cochran had told me that the NAB show was bigger than anything you would imagine. He goes, think the biggest thing you've ever seen and triple it. And um, I still was blown away. The first day I got there on Sunday, uh, Rick gave me a tour and we get done with the North Hall. And I'm like, man, this that's amazing. He goes, oh, you think you're done? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, oh, this is, this is just a third of it. And I was like, what? And so he took me up to the South Hall and it was just, it's amazing. It's, it's just, you can't fathom it. And so to get to the actual NMX part, it was a bit of a, a trek. And, you know, you got over there and we had a little table for Podcast Alley and there were a bunch of things going on and you would see the Lipson booth and the Blueberry booth and uh, a bunch of other things we'll talk about. But it was a lot. Uh, the first day, again, this is not your typical person. This is Dave Jackson running back and forth and back and forth and back and forth all day. Uh, first day, 20,365 steps. Yeah. And I was averaging about 17, somewhere between 12 and 17,000 steps a day. It's a lot of steps. Now, that's me. I don't think the average person was doing that, but it's safe to say it's a lot of walking, and we were tired. I know uh, we are going to be co-located again. It sounds like it's going to be in April, and here's Rick's puzzle. Podcasters like to be together. On day two, all of our sessions were kind of in one big clump, and uh, everybody was saying it was great because you would come out of a session. We'd all empty into kind of this big centralized location. We'd meet up, figure out what session you're going to, and go to those. You didn't have to walk a whole lot. We get that. The bad news is, here's, here's how the show works, basically. You bring in sponsors who help pay for the show. The more sponsors, you know, the, the better for you because you're getting to learn about new technology, things like that. And they do help pay for the show. And I'll give an example of paying for the show. I was there on, on Sunday, and um, they asked for another chair for this one video set. And uh, Rick said, yes, I will get you a chair. And uh, she said, yeah, one just like that. He goes, yes, oh, I know those chairs because they're $200 a day for a chair. Yeah, amazing stuff. I was like, wow, that's why these things are so expensive. Welcome to Vegas, baby. And um, here's the pieces of the puzzle. The podcasters don't want it. They kind of want to be all together so we can stay with our peeps. We want to uh, not have to walk too far. Okay, we get that. That's one need. On the other side of the fence, you have sponsors who want you to bring all those podcasters over to them so that they can potentially get new clients. And so somebody said, can we have a lounge? You know, can we have the floor over there? But can we also have a lounge in the Westgate where our sessions are? Well, can you imagine a sponsor if we gave you a lounge so you didn't have, you know, you could just hang out over the Westgate and chill out, what would be the incentive to go over to the booth? I doubt that we were going to do that. Uh, now, so what's the, well, then we still have the problem of it's too far to walk, maybe, you know, especially on day three, you're like, ah, oh, I got to walk all the way over there. So what we're looking into, Rick is looking into, is to move our section closer to the door, closer to the door, so that you literally would walk out of our sessions, walk across this little baby mini street, and boom, you'd be right there at our booths. That way, we're all together. That way, the sponsors still get traffic. And we're not quite so... Uh, the, the word I kept hearing was splintered. We seem splintered. So it is going to be a little bit of a, a difficult puzzle. It's a puzzle piece that we have to put together. And we have to make sure that our sponsors are happy. 
we have to make sure that the sponsors get exposure without turning everything into a giant commercial. We have to make sure that our attendees are happy and that they're not so tired that their feet are on fire and things like that. It's it's a rough little puzzle piece to get in there. But those were some of the biggies. And in we're looking forward to next year. The other thing that was different this year is we kind of didn't have a full year to plan it. Once the, the word came down that we were going to be co-located, we had about six, seven months to do it. And this year we have a full year and uh, I'm really looking into that. But again, if you, um, those are some of the, the questions uh, about it. Why was the schedule kind of weird? What the heck happened with the podcast awards? You know, are we going to be co-located next year? And uh, so that's, that's what I know at this point. Again, I, this is from, from what I've heard. And uh, that's, uh, that's where we're at. And that's where we're going forward. And again, to help us make the show better, we would love to hear from you. Go to nmxlive.com slash eval. Yeah. One of the great things about the expo was meeting a lot of really cool people like uh, Mark Johansson of um, Moto Answers podcast. You can find that at Moto, M-O-T-O Answers.com. I'm looking forward to talking with Marty of the Critical Cast. I uh, have yet to really check it out, but I heard about ScheduleMax.com and uh, briefly talked to Mark, I guess it's Ekdahl, who's the chief evangelist. It's a scheduling program. Uh, This would be kind of a schedule once. I need to check out AppPressor. They make mobile apps with WordPress. And you can find that at AppPressor.com. And here was a a big surprising one was um, I met Shannon Martin. You ready where she's from? Podbean. So Podbean did not have a booth, and they should have, but they did have a representative who sought me out to say, hey, Things have changed, and I know you're not a fan. So it seems to be a running uh, theme for me. I go to NMX. Last year, I met uh, Blog Talk Radio's Andy Toe, who uh, I did get to hang out a little bit, not a lot. But uh, Andy is on fire about making good content. They've hired some people over there to uh, help podcasters make great content. But I was really interested that uh, there is a person at Podbean, and she may be coming on the show in the future to explain some of the things uh, to help, um, again, help me understand uh, the other side of the fence. And um, so I thought that was uh, rather interesting. And, of course, I got to see many people. Uh, it's, it, to me, it's like summer camp going back and seeing people you haven't seen in a long time. And one of those is uh, Morton from successfreaks.com. I didn't bring my uh, giant squid audio stuff. I just used the built-in condensers to uh, help pick up the ambiance of uh, the NMX floor. So if you wonder what it sounds like, it sounds like this. All right, we are live from the uh, Nubia floor here with uh, one of the success freaks. Uh, <laughs> this is one. There's, there's, this one. There's so many of us out right. there, but two that you know of. Right. Morton's buddy. Hi. You ready to do the old uh, the pop quiz? I, I am. All right. I am. What were the last five podcasts you listened to? I have very, very... Weird stuff that I've been listening to lately. One is from the book The Tools, so it was The Tools podcast. Okay. Of course, The Nerdist, which right. I, I dearly love. Stuff You Missed in History. Nice. Grammar Girl, because I have to, I got to watch how I speak, yo. <laughs> and then uh, from my buddy Charles McFall, The Ermagerd. It's a mashup podcast, which is a podcast with mashup songs on it. I just, him and his wife, hilarious. Love it. Awesome. And uh, tell us about your podcast. We are we are success freaks, and we have a comedic motivational show. We talk about everything from leveling up your life to business to relationships. Uh, and it's mostly a lot of the stuff that we're going through, some of the trials and tribulations that, that we have to do to become a success, some of our failures as well. And uh, we laugh about it. Sometimes sometimes don't agree on, on how you should be successful. So we go head to head. Awesome. That'll good. All right. Thank you, thank, sir. Thank you, my man. Oh, one last thing. Yes. Where can we find your podcast? You can find us at successfreaks.com and, of course, on iTunes. But everything is through successfreaks.com. Find us there. Boom, baby. That's it. Awesome. Thank you, my man. And there you go. Really super right. cool guy. Uh, yeah, the last five and five. Last five podcasts that you listen to. Not necessarily your favorite five podcasts, but uh, what were the last five podcasts you listened to? And you can always send those in. Go to schoolpodcasting.com slash contact to get a hold of me. All right, I do want to play another clip from uh, the show. This is from actually on the floor. 
And one of the people that actually helped me out behind the scenes this year was Esprit Devora. She is the uh, she's the podcast firecracker, if there is such a thing. And um, she's out of L.A. She's she just loves to get involved and help. And she's like a, a the queen of networking. She's really really cool. She's also very assertive. And uh, you always knew when Esprit was on the mic. She was working for uh, Tech Zulu, interviewing people. In fact, at one point. I got to uh, be interviewed with Ray Ortega from Podcaster Studio, uh, Harry from Podcast Junkies, and myself. We're all being interviewed by Esprit, which is very, very cool. She is a little firecracker. And uh, this is me interviewing the guy from Clamor. Clamor, I will talk about at the end of this. It's my new favorite app. It's really, it's creative, it's fun. And right now I listen, I'm listening for Clamors. And you're like, what's a Clamor? Well, here you go. And here you will hear Esprit Devora uh, right now. That's her. It's the lovely Esprit Devora. You always know when she's around. Perfect. Uh, can also be fixed in the mix. Also, yes. Excellent. Okay. I'm here with David Silverman. And, uh, right? Yes. Did I get that part right? You got it. You nailed it. Okay, cool. That was, uh, and uh, I'll tell you this. I told you this before. Uh, I asked some people. I said, hey, I've got limited time to hit moose. You know, what should I hit? And the table I was sitting at, they said, oh, you know how the whole audio thing it's hard to go viral you need to go talk to the clamor people because that might be the solution so what the heck is clamor what the heck is clamor you know we've got these things are hard to describe a bunch of our early users tell us that what clamor is is the audio version of twitter okay others say audio the, uh, the instagram of audio the instagram of flipboard the instagram of vine bottom line is so I just messed that up. The the uh, audio Vine audio uh, audio Flipboard the Instagram of audio. Uh, what um, the 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 key point is? It's bite sized content packaged in a continuous stream that you define based on the things that you like. So it's personalized, continuous, bite sized audio. So okay, so eight, you said eighteen seconds. Eighteen seconds or less. Okay. And 19 was too much, 17. You know, we triangulated, Dave, uh, across a bunch of factors. Um, it allows for eight bars of music at a bunch of tempos. Oh, there you go. It allows for a nice podcast extract a lot of the time without any editing to tighten it up. Uh, you can summarize 99% of New York Times articles in 18 seconds or less. You can read a tweet in seven to nine seconds. The average American listens at about 150 words per minute. So we used all that data and triangulated to something that seems to work for our users. Okay, cool. All right, so... It's longer than you think. And so I have my first 18-second clip, and I've got another eight. So when the first one's done, it just goes to number two? Boom. It's a, it is a radio-like experience okay. uh, where you it's on-demand and personalized. You, you follow the things that interest you. It's a follow model, okay. much like Twitter or Instagram. Right. You follow the things that interest you, and we will play you a continuous stream of bite-sized content from those things that interest you. So let me give you a use case example okay. as a listener, and then let's talk about the podcaster use case example. Okay. You wake up in the morning, and while you shave, gloss, brush your teeth, make coffee, make breakfast, eat breakfast, and get dressed. In those, let's call it 25 minutes, right. you've listened to 75 to 90 of the top stories of the day summarized for you. Top podcasts, top news stories, top music that dropped. Music hooks, podcast highlights, news summaries. And I'm going to do what I always do. I'm going to interrupt the interview. We'll go back to Dave in a second. I'm going to, um, I'm unplugging this if you hear the uh, noise. Let me unmute this channel real quick. I'm going to plug in my phone. I'm going to play what I've been playing with here. In uh, with with the Clamor team, uh, so here we go. This is um, a channel, my very first channel that I made. But let me just play this so you can hear what it sounds like. Pretty cool. These are yeah, well, you learn from experiences, man. You know, like I always say, dumb people learn from experience. Smart people learn from other people's experiences. You know, let them take the hard licks. And I know it's not going to be good at first because I have no broadcasting experience. I have no online presence, but I know that you know I'm willing to work at it and I'm willing to be bad in order to get good. And that was really my focus from day one is saying, what is a podcast that I If you want to be known in New York, stay here. If you want to be known to the country, move to California. But I, as a very short, neurotic person who worried all the time, thought, I can't go to Hollywood. Just ask and God will give it to you. And God can do anything. Nothing is impossible. 
just, you know, check it out. Wait till you see God in action. And there were certain things I wanted in life. And it didn't happen. We're two minutes into the podcast. I don't have a clue what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> that was the thing. I was kind of like, all right. And okay. And his gun and his holster and the knife on his back. And so there you go. So there, those are, so what was that? That was the last one we heard was podcast review show. Just the ask one before that. will give it that. to you. Feeding my faith. This if one. You want to be known in WTF New York. with Mark Barron. And I know it's not going to be good at first because I have no broadcasting experience. Uh, John Lee so Dumas on ProfitCast. And uh, this one. Dumb people learn from experience. Smart people learn from other people's experience. Okay. That is Ice-T. And uh, for the record, Bob, and you know who you are, Bob. Bob doesn't want to do a podcast because he feel like, feels he has a lisp. Ice-T has a lisp, and he's doing a podcast. So um, so that's what Clamor is. You make the And you can get the idea of what an 18-second clip is, and you can do some pretty cool stuff. So let's continue on with our conversation with Dave from Clamor. And again, it's C-L-A-M-M-R. Interesting. And as you're now, when, when one comes through... And I want more. Like, well, I'm like, okay, well, hold, hold on. I want to put a pin in that one. Or I want to follow what that said. What's, what's the next step? Super important question. And we deal, with, we deal with solving that question in a number of different ways. And you can use the different ways depending on what works best for you at the time. One thing you can do is just like it. If you hit the large thumb button, you like it. That's going to put it on a list for you. We're going to email you the link to the full contest nice. every 24 hours. So whether it's a full MP3 or video or article, we're going to email it to you. Uh, and then the third thing we're going to do is we're going to, for your followers, we're going to bump that content in their stream, like a retweet. So you curate your friends' feeds and they curate your feeds, the people that you follow. Interesting. In addition, there's a large giant button that if the publisher link during the creation process, and we automate a lot of it, links to a full-length podcast or video or article, there's a large button in the lower right-hand corner. It's the largest button on the page, and it says, hear more or view more. So if you're listening to a 18-second summary of a podcast and you're interested to hear more, or maybe it's a highlight, highlight, a trailer, something, you just hit that hear more button, and now you're launched right in the app into the full podcast. Just download it from the owner's server. So does it, does it take the page, or does it take... Like, do I link to the page or the audio file, or do I... If you want it to play in the app, you link, you to, link the to the MP3. Now, you can also put a description and link to anything else you want to in the description that the user has access to, like your homepage. Okay. But we recommend using the Hear More button, i.e. linking to an MP3 file, as much as possible, because this is an audio-first network. This is We're trying to help people who are interested in using those four hours a day when they can't consume audio con- uh, can't consume visual media mm-hmm. because their eyes are busy right we're trying to help them find the best audio content out there and you know th- that's what this is about and bite-sized content is a fantastic way to do that because it increases discoverability and shareability right and so linking through to audio files is really what this is what this is all about Interesting. Okay, so now let's talk the podcast case. Yeah, the po- so the podcast case, a few different flavors of it, but we've got early podcasters that found us while we were in stealth mode over the last few months, thousands of users, and and some of these early podcasters are all of them. What they're doing is they are uh, either in the app or through our web portal creating highlights or trailers for their podcast, uploading what we call a clamor, a clip, if you will, 18 seconds or less, including a link back to their full content and uploading it into the Clamor ecosystem. And when podcasters are creating great content, we will often feature them and get them, uh, you know, get that into a whole bunch of users' streams and therefore they're getting click-throughs. Now, that's one use case, create your own content. Another awesome use case is empower your listeners to create highlights of your podcast tell them on your podcast if you have a favorite moment in the show clip it into clamor hashtag it with the name of the podcast the hashtag the audacity to podcast and post or school podcasting is that you yeah school hashtag school podcasting you can, you can hashtag daniel hashtag too. both right <laughs> you do everyone um it's not mutually exclusive and uh hashtag school podcasting and now when a listener comes and hears that they're gonna they're gonna be hearing your content from one of your super fans nice you can also engage in a dialogue with your fans on clamor instead of 
Voicemail is pretty old school. People right. leave two-minute voicemails. It takes a long time to get through them. Force your users to communicate in an audio format in that 18-second limit. You can then listen to, you can include their 18-second whatever comments right. in your next podcast. Here's what my here's what the listeners had to say about the last episode. And now you've got 18-second comments that you can include in your next episode. So you can have conversations with users on Clamor. So there's a whole bunch of different ways to interact in your native format, in audio, empower your listeners. Use Podcasters can use their two best assets, their content and their listeners, right. to expand their reach. And this is like... It, uh, a website app. Obviously, I saw the app. It's an app. How else do iPad? Where's it available? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Totally, it is a iOS app today. Okay. Uh, that means that you can use it on your iPhone or your iPad. We also have a web portal for creators. Okay. Uh, and we're building. We're in the process uh, of uh, and close on building a consumer-facing web portal. It will be mobile-friendly. The Android app will get to this year at some point. Right. Awesome. And of course, the big question. Uh, how much does this cost? Hey, you know the answer, right? It's all free, 100% free, and will be for the foreseeable future. We are blessed with uh, investors that have a lot of foresight uh, okay. about the opportunity to bring bite-sized content to the audio space, and they are patient, and the plan is to build the best, most exciting, passionate group of audio enthusiasts on the listener side and on the creator side help them find each other with clamor as the bridge for connecting people figure out monetization later interesting that's cool man. but we'll but I'll, I'll go on the record now saying that for the capabilities that are available today we will never charge podcasters i like that awesome well i will and, and the website is clamor.com c-l-a-m-m-r very Web 2.0, I know. Cool. We hate E's, apparently. Who hates e? We hate E's, we hate O's. Yeah. Vowels suck. That's we it. had to have one in there. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, Dave, thank you very much, man. Thanks, Dave. That's how it works. All right. All righty. So just to give you some stats on this, I posted the the clip from Ice-T, Final Level Podcast, uh, 22 hours ago. It's had 126 plays and six likes, which calculates to 5%. I remember Jared Easley and his book, uh, Podcasting Good to Great, a uh, great book. And he mentioned about the power of 3%. So here we're looking at 5%. The clip from ProfitCast, find that at ProfitCast Universe with uh, the interview with John Lee Dumas, 149 plays, 12 likes. Now, again, that like means people are saying, I want to know more about this. The clip from uh, Henry Winkler, come on, the Fonz. The Fonz was on WTF with Mark Marin, WTFPod.com. Uh, two likes, 157 plays. The clip for me from my Feeding My Faith show, 117 plays. This has been out a day, five likes. Uh, and the last clip uh, of us reviewing the Bear Arm show over at Podcast Review Show, 125 plays, four likes. Let's just take that one. So I'm going to go four divided by 125. This is how you calculate what your click-through rate is. Uh, and there it is, the magic number. Jared Easley smiling somewhere, 3.2%. I always say that's what you bank on with... Uh, your audience, but you can get really creative. The first couple of clips I made were awful, but you can get super creative with that. And, um, I'm loving it. I, I, when I got bored, I got stuck coming home in Houston because it's really odd about this. My plane to take me home to Cleveland, Ohio, which is where I live was in the hangar and they needed, I guess there wasn't a pilot to drive it over to our gate. So they needed somebody to tow it. And I'm like, correct me if I'm wrong. But isn't the main job of an airport is to get one airplane from one place to the other? Yeah, two hours later, I got to get on my plane. But I was playing with this just over and over and over. And uh, it's kind of addicting. The tech news is kind of interesting. And if you have a, if you see like a contributor and you kind of like, eh, you can say, look, mute this person's stuff. When I'm listening to tech stuff, I don't want to hear whatever. And you can mute that person. It's kind of cool. Like I said, I'm really getting addicted to it. And the thing that I did, and I also did this on Mixler, I did it on Spreaker, uh, was I recorded right with my earbuds that, hey, I am stuck in Houston, but we are having an Ask the Podcast Coach show, uh, which I did uh, on Saturday, which I do every Saturday. And, of course, you can hear later. I will be getting up those episodes. I know I'm behind on those. Um, but um, check it out. It's free. And I'll be interested to see how this goes. Oh, the website that he talked about, by the way, 
publisher.clamor.com. So if you're an Android person, you're like, nah, well, you can, uh, you can still use it. Just use the web portal. But uh, I am really, really addicted to it. And uh, the last clip I thought I would play here is from uh, Todd from uh, Blueberry. And it dawned on me, kind of hard to believe this. I've known Todd for years, going back to Ontario, California, and the early days of New Media. Todd's never been on my show. I've never had Todd. I'm like, I think it's because he's in Honolulu and there's such a, a time difference. But a uh, lot going on over at Blueberry. And uh, here, this is myself and Ray Ortega from podcasterstudio.com, podcastersroundtable.com, talking with Todd about some of the new stuff they got coming out. We are live. And the, uh, I guess, are we officially closed at this point? We're close, yeah. Catching Todd, Todd's got the banner in his hand, <laughs> so <it>. Blueberry <laughs> is done. And uh, I'm standing here with Ray Ortega from, which one? Both? The Podcaster Roundtable, our show. Podcastersroundtable.com. And uh, Todd Cochran, the man that wrote the very first book on podcasting, the man behind Blueberry.com, RawVoice.com, GeekNewsCentral.com, anything else I'm missing? Uh, NewMediaShow.com. My personal favorite. And, and, you know, and I do have three and 60 other domains, but we won't talk about those. (laughs) Don't we all? Podcasters is what we do, right? And Blueberry's been kind of busy. We have. And uh, so tell us about some of the new stuff. Like, I know there's a new thing about re-uploading. Yep. And we call it long tail podcasting. So if you're hosting with us and you want to replace your media, you can replace it without any penalty to your current storage month. So you can upload it and overwrite. Does that, now, does that exist in the time window that, you know what I'm saying, is 30 if, days? If, 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 your, if your media days? is three years old, you can overwrite it. Really? And no count against your inventory. Awesome. And you keep your stats? Yep. Same stats. Now, here's the key. Read, don't change the name of the media file. Okay. Don't change the name. Don't change okay. the name. All right. And I know you've been a, a big proponent of we got to attack the Android right. people. That, that just What's nobody, Android? And, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, you have this one-click subscription. Right. Walk us through the process. So basically, Android came up with a way, a protocol to one-click subscribe on Android. So we created a website, non-branded. Brand agnostic so that we can get wide adoption by everyone so they don't just think it's a blueberry thing. Okay. We did develop it, but we're sharing it with the community. So essentially, this is how it's going to work. If you're an Android listener and you do not have a podcasting app that supports one click, when you click on the Android link, just like you do on iTunes now, that's going to be in people's websites, it's going to load a web page at subscribeonandroid.com. On that page, no advertising, no branding, no player, but they're going to find a list of one-click supported apps. They can load the app on their phone at that point. From there on out, anytime they click on an Android subscribe link, they won't go to subscribeandroid.com. They'll load the app. The app will load automatically, and you'll be able to subscribe. Now, we're going to help the app developers refine that over time, but the first thing that's going to happen now is the app's going to load, and they'll be able to subscribe with one click. Awesome. So is this a separate app then that redirects them, or is that what the website's doing? The website's kind of doing that. It's doing the way it will be um, implemented on a podcaster's website, just like you have an iTunes link. It's going to be subscribedandroid.com forward slash your podcast RSS feed without the HTTP colon forward slash slash. It's going to be. And what it, what the Android apps have been basically told to do is to listen for the subscribe Android call that is made when that click happens. So it's actually not a lot of code. The uh, podcast addict uh, developer said it took him five minutes to implement his app. So uh, we just basically force Android, the device itself, to listen for that, and it knows when to launch the app. So you've already got some people that are on board? Yeah, I think there's five apps, the Beyond Pod, Podcast Addict, a few others. So what we really need is the podcasting community at large. So go to your favorite app developer and say, hey, we've heard about this one click. Please implement it. And again, the reason we made it brand agnostic is so that we could get wide. And if we can get everyone to deploy it, we could have this one click issue fixed in a month. So when you talk about an Android RSS, how is that different than? It won't be an Android RSS. All it will be is a, just like you have an iTunes subscribe link, you have an Android subscribe link. Okay. And again, it'll be subscribe on android.com forward slash and then your current RSS feed. We're, we're using a little redirect trick just like we do in media statistics. Right. Okay. 
So when okay, awesome. So in the same way that you have an iTunes link, you'll have a subscribe on Android link. Right, that's correct. Very cool, awesome. Any other exciting news over? Uh, well, of course, uh, throughout the year we did announce the uh, no fault hosting, where you can go twenty five percent over your hosting plan. Um, we've got some very big announcements coming uh, in late July. Coding development will happen. We've got some exciting stuff coming. So this isn't the last of it for the year. Um, but probably the biggest thing for the show is the Blueberry community is now the Blueberry directory. And within the next week, the site will have 250,000-plus podcasts listed on it. We're making it a new home for Android listeners to come and find podcasts because most Android users are not using iTunes. So we want them to have a home to actually find shows. So there will be a complete directory there for them. They can find it on people's websites and by Googling and all that stuff too, but we'll at least have a single location where there will be the largest independent podcast directory in space will be on Blueberry.com. Wow, awesome. Well, Todd, thanks. I know it's a long, it's Thursday, it's the end. I appreciate you taking time out. Yep. Thanks so much. Everybody go over to Blueberry.com, and uh, thanks so much. And thank you very much. And any of you that want a free month of service, use that promo code. SOP free. <laughs> Todd was laughing. He's like, oh, I should have let you use your coupon code. Yes, SOP free over at Blueberry.com. Also got a note here. Um, uh, Todd says, just a quick note. We're, we are coming off a very successful NMX and AB show. Um, they've received several inquiries for proposals for podcast advertising, meaning advertiser are uh, coming in. It's very critical that podcasters keep their show listings up to date. If you're at, and Blueberry, by the way, is B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. That uh, at the very minimum, you have to be using Blueberry's free podcast stats. They're free. They say if you can take 15 minutes and do some general housekeeping, make sure your show, uh, the name and description is correct. Make sure that they are pulling the proper RSS feed for the show. Check your podcast stats to make sure your recent episodes are listed and uh, update your advertising survey. So sounds like things are happening over there. A lot of things coming up in the future with podcasting that I'm not allowed to talk about. Uh, I know uh, there's some things brewing uh, at Libsyn. I know all sorts of other fun stuff. And um, the other thing that a lot of people are talking about at New Media Expo was uh, Norm Pattis, who is the, the main dude, the big kahuna at Podcast One. This is the guy that started Westwood One. He's got years and years and years and years of advertising, radio syndication, et cetera, et cetera. That is his world. He was doing his keynote, and I had heard some people talk about the way Norm measures things. And I, again, if we go back to the days of Adelo, I want to understand before being understood. And so I went up to say, well, first of all, I, I had a feeling this might be a volatile subject. So I was sitting behind uh, the real Brian and I said, I think I'm going to go get fired because I wasn't sure what I was getting into. But I thought, no, if I just approach this, is I, I need to understand because Norm was talking about impressions versus downloads. Now, you and I know a download is a download and there's a number and there's a stat and a log that proves it was a download. And Norm was talking impressions and then you take the impressions and run it through some sort of um, other statistics, the um, a metrics, I think it was, is what they were calling it. And that somehow gave you a number. And I thought, well, that sounds a little odd. Like there might be a, a way for some gray area there. And the people that are measuring downloads are uh, pretty much, there's a variance of 2%. So if, if PodTrack measures your show, if Blueberry measures your show and Libsyn measures your show, there's going to be a 2% difference. That's pretty dang accurate. And so I wanted to see exactly, I needed to know more about this impression thing. I wanted to understand before being understood. So I went up and I asked Norm and I said, hey, I'm, a, I'm an old guy uh, coming from the podcast world. I, I believe in downloads. And you had mentioned uh, impressions and and how these were going to be served through metrics and and uh, it seems like there's a little gray area there. I'm, I'm a little confused. Now, the rest of my question was, because if we somehow inflate these numbers, it's going to lesser the return on value for the advertiser. And with no advertiser, there's no money. And Norm being the phenomenal businessman you are, obviously, we have to deliver value. So can you please explain to me what an impression is? I'm a little confused. Now, I realize that's a really long question. 
But when I said, it sounds like there might be a little gray area, Norm, who is the definition of passion when it comes to radio and media in general, said, there's always going to be a gray area in whatever you're using. It doesn't matter what it is. There's always going to be a gray area. Nothing is 100% correct. And I was like, whoa. I expected there maybe to be a little, I I didn't expect that. I'll put that. Uh, And I was like, holy cow. And so I just walked back to my seat. I didn't even want to try to kind of like, well, let me finish my sentence kind of thing. I I just didn't. And I, I realize now this is the way Norm talks. He's just, he's very passionate. I'm like, okay. And I go back and my hand is kind of shaking. I'm like, wow, I, I, I just poked the bear. Uh, didn't expect that. It's kind of like, have you ever, um, you ever had this happen to you at home? You're like, hey, how old, how old is this milk? I don't know. And and somebody, you open up the lid to smell it. And before you even get it anywhere near your nose, you're like, ugh. And you can't put that smell back in the the milk jug, right? It's just, ugh. And it was just like, I'd, I'd uncorked the milk jug and was like, oh, holy cow, woo. So here's the cool thing. Well, first, I'm back there and I'm like, wait a minute. Um, Podcast One was one of the biggest sponsors we had. And I'm not sure if that guy's really upset. So uh, the keynote is over. A couple people walk by and they're like, man, you really fired him up. And uh, other things that I was like, oh, this is this is not what I do not want to fire up the sponsor. Because that's an easy way for me to be the first and last podcast director of 2015. So I went up to Norm and I said, uh, Norm, I didn't mean to fire you up. I'm, I'm, you know, I apologize. And he's like, no, no, you didn't fire. We need to talk. And he puts his hand behind my back and just steers me over to the side. We, you and I need to talk. And I'm like, okay. And um, he said, these, these other guys over here, the digital guys need to, they're saying they have the way to, to measure downloads. And this is the way we need to measure it. And, uh, and I said, yeah, I know. I said, you, you and these guys need to get together and come up with a compromise or, or, you know, work together to come up with a, a solution we can all agree on. And he goes, I've got the solution. I've been doing it for 30 years. And I was like, and I'm thinking to myself in the back of my head, uh, you do realize the same way that you just said those guys think they have the way. Um, it it kind of sounds like you think you have the way, like not a lot of, um, room for compromise here. And I, and I listened to him. That's the key here. I had to listen to, to Norm. At one point, I interrupted him, and I was like, oops. And I said, well, here's what's going on on my side of the fence. You know, we have people cheating on Twitter, blowing up their numbers, and then giving these bogus numbers to advertisers who then get no return on their investment. And not only does that hurt their sponsorship, it hurts podcasting. And he kind of just, you know, ah, oh, that's just a small number of people that are doing that. And, 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 and so it, it was obvious at that point that um, we were going to be on opposite sides of the fence, not as adversaries. This is what we call a dialogue. It's not an argument. It's a dialogue. And I even said, take me to school, Norm. I don't understand your your world. And I really don't. And that's why I was even hesitant to to talk about this. I don't understand the advertising world in the, from the radio end. But I'm, I'm all ears to hear how it works. And um, Seth Ressler was explaining it to me. Seth was telling me on like day three when my brain had turned to uh, pudding. But at the end, when you have, if you're in a situation like this where you go, ooh, there's not going to be a lot of compromise going on here, kind of two different sides of the fence. Uh, because now here again, I, I don't know this. I don't know this. But let's assume here for a second. Let's say that Norm's numbers were higher. They provided a higher number. Because he was saying how we go in and explain how our stats, you know, there are duplicates, we block IPs and things like that. So you end up with a smaller number than potentially Norm does. And so I get that because the more downloads you can show, the more downloads you can charge for on a CPM model. So what happens then is is Norm will have a higher number, but possibly again here, and he would charge a lower number coming from the radio world. In the podcast world, we charge a higher and, and CPM, by the way, I'm sorry, I should have explained this earlier. It means cost per thousand downloads. And so on the podcast side, we charge a higher CPM for a lower number. So in the end, the advertiser is probably paying maybe, possibly, I don't know, uh, right around the same number. But with podcasting, that's why people were saying their 
podcasting is such a great value because we are giving them the lowest number to prove the ROI. So it's going to be very interesting. So what did I do? Well, I'm sitting there and I was talking to Seth about this because that's the other thing. I looked up and it was like a junior high like fight where uh, all of a sudden we were surrounded by people, one of whom was kind of a shorter um, Hispanic Latina kind of guy um, with a cell phone, I believe recording the whole thing. Dude, please put that on YouTube. Please, please, please. I want to see this because it was a great dialogue. And so when you are on opposite sides of the fence, how do you, how do you end it? Well, you, uh, you find common ground. And I listened to Norm and what he was saying about how he's worked with advertisers and this is the format they're used to and this is that. And I said to him, I said, so if I understand this right, Norm, you want to give your customers um, content in the way they want it, in the format they want it, and you want to deliver return to the advertiser. And I go, well, well shame on you because so do I. You know, so it was, and you find those things that you, you agree on. Now, how about you go about doing that? That's a whole different story. But I was at this point just thinking in my head, please don't fire me. Please don't fire me. Please don't fire me. But it was, it was just a dialogue. And actually, uh, Rick came over, Rick Calvert again, the main guy behind NMX. It was like, this is the kind of stuff we need as a panel. And I'm like, oh, please don't make me do this in public. So it was kind of interesting. A uh, little, and, and at the end of that, I really was shaking. I was like, and and as we're walking down the the aisle, you know, Norm puts his arm around me and says, hey, that was that was good talk, and we need to talk some more. And, um, you know, here's my card, and uh, I'm going to have somebody send you my cell phone number, and you and I need to be on the same page. And I was like, interesting. So, I, uh, you know, so my point here is, if you're thinking about getting into advertising, that, gonna, that, that water is going to get muddy. And there are a lot of people with a lot of money uh, going to be wandering in here trying to change things around. It's going to be interesting to watch. But 8% of people right now only have enough downloads to do advertising in the first place, which is typically 5,000 downloads if you're working through uh, Libsyn, even less if you're working with Blueberry. The the cool thing of Blueberry and Todd is uh, he will basically take an ad buy and scatter across smaller shows. And that's why the podcasting space is a little worried about this because lower CPMs mean the smaller shows don't make a whole lot of money. Not that we make a ton of money anyway with a small amount of downloads, uh, but it is uh, a little different. And uh, as we head out the door, I realize I'm going a little long here today. I usually try to to cut it close to an hour. I do want to play you uh, one quick uh, voicemail I got. Hi, Dave. This is Kim Slusher over at the Distracted Life Podcast. I just wanted to give you a little bit of feedback from the School of Podcasting. I've been a member now for a couple of months. And I just want to let you know that I unfortunately did not find your website until I was probably almost on episode 15 and didn't join the School of Podcasting until I was around episode 20. And I spent many, many hours self-teaching myself stuff running all over the web, running all over the podcast, trying to get little nuggets of information here and there. And you have everything that anyone would need start to finish. Your tagline is flattening the learning curve. And my friends, you do that. So I just want to let you know how much I appreciate your product and how much you do to help support the podcasting community. Take care. Thank you very much, Kim. You can find her over at distractedlifepodcast.com. And um, yeah, if you want to learn podcasting, what 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 am I going to do? I'm going to save you a lot of time. I'm going to save you a lot of aspirin because those headaches are going to go away. And uh, I want to thank everybody. I, I feel bad. I feel like I'm missing a bunch of people from uh, Newbie Expo. I want to thank Rick Calvert for giving me the opportunity. And um, I'm looking forward to next year. Really am. And uh, looking forward to other things coming up. Of course, Podcast Movement is coming right around the corner. Uh, UK Podcasters is uh, getting ready to fire up. I actually met some people from the UK and said, be sure to say hi to Mike and Isabella. And they're like, oh, we know everybody knows Mike and Isabella uh, Russell from uh, Music Radio Creative. They're organizing their UK thing. And, um, you know, if you get a chance to uh, reach out to people, you know, um, do that. I, I met Danielle. Let me let me just go through my cards here. I met Seth, Desmond, 
Um, Shark was a really cool guy. I was at the pool, this pool party, and I got surrounded by Seth and Shark and a couple other guys. They're, they're radio dudes grilling me about podcasting. Uh, Danielle was awesome. Danielle uh, Holdman. There we go. Changeability. Um, who was that? That was, um, that, oh, these were the uh, Catherine and Julian from the UK. So Mike and Isabella, look those folks up. Um, Green with Tiffany, soon to be a podcast right now, a, uh, a blog. And uh, so Tiffany Page, it was really great meeting you. Robert Dietrich of um, the Podside Network X. Randy Gilmer from iHoops365. Uh, Minicam, if you're a, a video person, had a, some pretty cool stuff. Brian Mikes of Btwext. I'm probably saying that wrong. Btwext.com. It's a text message marketing uh, tool. And he's also a financial guy. I, I should get him in contact with uh, Steve Stewart. Advertising space and blogs, websites, podcast emails, lists, and newsletters. Very interesting stuff. So those are just some of the cards I got. And I, I thank you to all the speakers. Man, it was so cool to to pick people that I knew were going to bring it on home. And then they did. You know, I knew Daniel J. Lewis was going to fill his room, and he did. Um, I knew Elsie Escobar. Uh, I, I trusted Elsie because I didn't quite understand her topic, but I trusted Elsie, and I heard great things about Elsie's speech because she's so creative, and she did a, a – I can't wait to listen to it. I, I didn't get to listen to any of the sessions. I went to, like, two. So thanks to everybody. Uh, looking forward to next year. Again, I'm going to say this again. NMXLive.com slash eval. If you were at the show, we really want your feedback. It'll help us steer the ship. So thank you so much. And uh, as always, until next week. Uh, oh, actually, I forgot to say my little promo code. Uh, I mentioned uh, my blueberry code, SOP free. That also works at Libsyn, by the way. Uh, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. Either one of those two companies are the companies that I recommend for media hosting. And um, uh, my little promo code my way of saying thank you. If you'd like to join Kim and avoid those headaches, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com, use the coupon code LISTENER, and save on your first month. So thanks so much for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week with another episode of the School of Podcasting's Morning Announcements. Until then, class is dismissed. If you're-